This is Hitting the Mark. Conversations with founders about the intersection of brand clarity and startup success. With your host, brand strategist and author, Fabian Geierhalter. And, and I think to the degree your company matters to people and you have that emotional connection, that, that, that's how successful you'll be. Obviously, there's, there's a direct correlation between that. You know those, those those two points of mattering and and emotional connection and, and success in the marketplace. This was David Nieleman, who founded Five Airlines and who changed the way people experienced surprise and delight by flying JetBlue. During the pandemic, he launched his latest airline brand, Breeze, and I sat down with David to talk about what branding means to him, what makes great company culture, and how a book inspired the JetBlue brand, and how he prefers to come up with the names for his airlines. Needless to say, an episode that is packed with insights from a truly amazing brand builder, I believe all of us are thrilled to hear from on the subject of branding. Quick note, if you enjoy the show and want to keep it advertising free, head on over to patreon.com slash hitting the mark to do so. And now, without further ado, over to my inspiring conversation with David. Welcome to the show, David. Thanks for having me on. I'm looking, looking forward to, to talking about uh, anything you want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very kind. It's, a, it's such a pleasure to have you. I've been working relentlessly on getting you on this show. So I'm, I'm thrilled that we finally get the chance to do this. You launched four successful airlines, five if we count Breeze, they are Azul, WestJet, Morris Air, and of course, JetBlue, a brand that changed everything in, in the eyes of travelers and marketers alike. I know the term surprise and delight is a marketing buzzword these days, but it seems like JetBlue had something to do with the creation of the term. At least that's how I and millions of others felt when they first sat down on a JetBlue flight. But here you went at it again for the fifth time, how is the Breeze brand different? Where, where did you find space to innovate uh, in or, or improve upon? Or how have, how have customers' mindsets changed over the years when it comes to flying? You know, one of the things I learned at JetBlue is, you know, I, well, one of the things, many things I learned at JetBlue, but, but one, one principle was the more you exceeded the expectation, the more buzz that was created. And so that's really what happened, you know, with JetBlue is that people were expecting kind of a typical startup, old airplane, you know, lousy service, no TVs, that kind of stuff. They get on a brand new airplane, leather seats, smiling people, live television, and they just blew their minds. You know, it just, you know, it, and I think our, our, certainly our brand was good. You know, our, our name was great. You know, and you could have Amy Curtis on here and, and she's, you know, doing the same thing at Breeze that she did at JetBlue to talk about, you know, more about how the brand was. But I always knew if we could just blow people's minds um, and, and we could, you know, I, I'd read Tipping Point about that time, you know, from Malcolm Gladwell's, I think probably his first book. Yeah. And it just talked about, you know, spreading the word and, and, and you know, how, how, how it travels and, and, you know, how good word travels and, so that yeah, that really was important. Um, you know, Breeze is a little bit different. At JetBlue, we were all about. Um, you know, we were a customer service company that just happened to fly airplanes, <laughs> um, and so we just 
said we want to smile at people and but back then we didn't have apps we didn't have you know the internet was certainly there and it was important but it wasn't the same and so as we started to kind of conceptualize breeze you know and, and just starting from the name and you know the check-in and the logo and the, and the you know really easy you know the easy with the check on top of it yep you know, what we wanted things just to be breezy and easy and, you know, just very, very simple. And then it kind of evolved into, okay, this is a technology company that just happens to fly airplanes. And huh. so kind of positioning ourselves as a technology company, knowing that, and we kind of were fortunate in to launch into a period of time where there was a lot of snapback of, of, of people wanting to fly because of COVID and a lot of pent up demand. And, we decided that we didn't want to have people waiting on hold for six, seven hours to speak to us if they had to make a change, that we really wanted to be able to just be able to chat with them and have them send us a message and us respond in less than 10 minutes. You know, I was reading a, a customer, uh, someone sent a message to you know our, our Facebook site and talking about how great the service was, they, they were stuck in traffic, they couldn't make it to the airport, they missed their flight. So they just sent us a message, and within minutes, the flight had been changed to the next day. They turned around and went home. And, you know, just, just not having to do traditional stuff, I think that all that creates a brand. You know, mm -hmm. I, I see brand as visual and beautiful planes and all that kind of stuff, but I also see it in the day-to-day -day interaction of our customers with us and how easy it is and how technological it is and how simple it is and how different it is from what every everyone else is doing. Yeah, and, and I mean, the brand feels straight to the point. Uh, so you talked about how the logo accentuates the letters E and C, visually connoting the word easy, right? Uh -huh. um, you also trademarked seriously nice, and you talk about, you know, technology and kindness and how the two of them can actually be merged. Um, so the whole idea of nice and easy, it, it really gets down to simplicity. And, and that seems to be the underlying force behind behind the, the airline brand. And, and simplicity can easily be seen as a budget airline that is just you know like that doesn't deliver right because it's just easy but that but that's simple simple doesn't simple simple can also be delightful right things get done <laughs> they get done the way that right. you want to you want to send the text message you don't want to you know go through go through the you know hoops and and i also um learned that uh when you fly breeze you can actually at when you're at the gate you can make changes uh right on the app rather than going to an agent and doing all of that so simplicity in a way is what everyone seeks today so this is uh this is fascinating yeah it's it's interesting because we have we have a very clean app it's awesome it's functional It's very clean. It's, you know, and even on our website, if you went to it to book, it's clean. And, and now you have marketing people saying, hey, we need to put banners on there. We need to have rolling stuff, selling other <laughs> stuff. And the technology people are saying, no, you can't do that. You know, we need to keep it clean and simple and not muck it up and look like the other ones. So there's always this tension, you know, between kind of the old way of doing things and kind of the new technology of, of making it look clean and easy. And, You know, when you fly Breeze, not only can you you book it, the fare's cheap, you add on your $20 bag, you want to carry it on or do you want to like check it, it's 20 bucks, whatever. Uh, you do all that, you can take it off, you can add another one, you can change your flight 15 minutes before the flight, do everything you want. But then when you get on board, the plane's clean, it's simple, 
you know, you'll be able to sign on to a TV show or whatever you want to watch a movie. On on this fleet, we don't have internet. The next fleet, we will. But then, but the the, the flights are short. You know, you're now or now or fifteen minutes. You mm. watch a quick, you know, TV show or whatever. But the experience of being able to ninety five percent of our flights, we have no nonstop competition. So to be able to fly from Columbus, Ohio, to New Orleans, and do that in an hour and a half, instead of connecting through Atlanta, or collecting through Dallas or Charlotte or you know one of those hubs and spend three and a half hours on a flight and spend, you know, typically twice as much more, twice as much as what we're charging. You just get this great value proposition. And that, that really helps the brand. You know, it's easy to book, but it's also easy to fly because I'm boom, I'm there. I'm to a place I hadn't thought of going. Uh, Charleston uh, in July, thanks to in August, thanks to, to Brees had more employments than they've ever had in their history. Oh, wow. And this is, you know, kind of right in the middle of COVID because there's a lot of people who went to Charleston this summer that never thought they'd ever go to Charleston huh. because we made it easy. You know, it was an hour flight. It was 59 bucks, another 20 bucks for your bag, easy to book. You got there, saw all the history, ate all the great food, had a great time. And now you're like, where else is Breeze Fly? I want to go do that again. And, you know, I want to go back to something that you said before where you, I mean, you know, it's, it's about easy, it's about simplicity, and that, that's kind of like the brand essence or the DNA or whatever you want to call it, right? But that's, that's at the heart of it. And when you start, when you, start you know, fighting marketers or, or, you know, web people who are like, we got to put this here and this here and this, and it's so easy, no pun intended, to say no to all of this because it's like, this is about simplicity. So less is more. And, and I, I just think it's always so important for a brand to have that, you know, North Star of like, this is it, right? Um, let's talk about, well, well let's, let, let's talk about how challenging this brand launch must have been for you. It must have been the most challenging out of all of your brand launches during the pandemic. pandemic. Um, you must have been knee deep trying to save one airline while getting another off the ground all during, during this unprecedented um, pandemic. How was launching an airline during COVID? I mean, talking about resilience in business. It was hard. You know, I mean, first of all, there was, you know, I had, I had the airline in Brazil that was going through a really difficult time because of COVID. I had, you know, I was, had privatized uh, TAP in Portugal. I was, mess I was dealing with that. That airline was shut down and we had 55 employees at Breeze. You know, all of a sudden it's, you know, where we didn't need funding. We needed it because <laughs> the money from Azul that I was going to make, you know, from Azul and TAP, we're, we're going to fund the Olive Breeze. And all of a sudden that, mm -hmm. that was pretty well shut off and frozen at the time. So we had to do fundraising. We had to do, we had people scattered all over the country and we were certifying an airline. So they were in all different pockets of the country. And it just, it really, if, Culture is just so important to us, and we have people working together and camaraderie, and you know, high fiving each other at the end of every day, and you know, we can't touch each other, you know, all that kind of stuff. It, w it was difficult, and you know, I, I think it it did have an effect on morale. You know, now I'm sitting here in our Salt Lake City offices, awesome, full of people. Just had three impromptu meetings with people, got a lot of work done. Nothing that I could have done kind of over Zoom. And so, you know, it, it was it was difficult, but it's just kind of, it's a real credit to the team that we got it done and we got certified. 
we got the airline launched and we were very aggressive in our launch. We had 13 airplanes that we went from zero to 13 airplanes in a matter of less than 90 days and 16 new cities and 39 routes, probably a little bit more than maybe we should have. We put off a little (laughs) more than we could chew. Uh, But now the operation is running great. Uh, We're looking to the future that 220s are coming on and we'll be able to deliver next month and we'll start flying them kind of in the second quarter of next year, hopefully, if, you know, with all the certifications we have to do. And, and then uh, we're going to be doing a whole, a whole different thing with those airplanes. So it was difficult, but we had a really g- great people and that they really pulled it off. And now we're, I think the hard part's over. Well, and you and you and you talk about culture, and and I feel like culture is, is is really at the heart of a brand, right? Without great culture, there simply cannot be a great brand in in my eyes. Um, I heard you tell the story about how when the pandemic hit and your revenue uh, went down ninety five percent with 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 Azul, right? You asked employees of um, of, of of the airline in Brazil if anyone was able and open to taking a few months off without pay. And um, out of your 13,000 Azul employees, 10,000 of them said that they would do it since they left yeah. the company, right? And they wanted to, you know, play their part in saving it. Um, th- that That's just mind-blowing. <laughs> I mean, that, that, is, that, that yeah. just says so much about a culture that 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 has been created over over the years and now you call breeze the the nicest airline in the world right so you you have that you you want to have that precedent um what are what are some of your or your key learnings of, of running airlines since gosh i don't know like 1984 i think right uh, what are, what are some of your key learnings in, in creating a strong company culture that you can then use to actually build an entire brand upon well, you know, I think it all starts with communication to our people. You know, first of all, you hire great people, you train them really well, you set the expectations. You know, when Amy Curtis first came up with this idea of seriously nice, I thought, wow, can we deliver on that? She goes, we absolutely can. It's like the one thing we can deliver on. Even if the weather's bad or the plane's broken, we can always be seriously nice. And so that was that's awesome. I bought into it really quickly and said, that's great. But then when you hire people and you say, hey, we're seriously nice, we want to be the nicest airline, they, every, and we're going to tell our, our guests on board our aircraft that, then they basically expect that from you. But the payoff is if they think you're going to be nice and you are nice, then they're nice back to you and your job's a heck of a lot more fun mm-hmm. than, than having to kind of wake up grumpy and be grumpy and have them grumpy in return and then your job's just not fun. So that's that's just really important is that you you start the day positive and we try and really hire positive people and and train them well and then we communicate with them. We once a month we have what's called an all hands meeting which we did today where we I'm there with the other senior executives of the company. We take questions in advance that we can answer. We talk about the last month. We talk about how we did performance-wise. We talk about the future. Talk about all the great things that are happening, and and we just keep people in the huddle. You know, we we have them part of the process and part of what we're doing. Our CFO is, has a thing called uh, Breeze Brilliance, where he talks about cost-saving measures and, and and invites everyone in the whole company send your cost-saving idea to this address. 
and we want to hear from you. So, you know, it's just inclusion and making people like feel like they're part of, of what's going on instead of just being out there. And if they see something or they don't like, then they can, they can raise their hand and say, look, this isn't seriously nice or this isn't, I don't like the fact that we're wasting this money because we are profit sharing and I want to make sure we get some of that. So it's just a culture that you build of inclusion. And like I said, we were playing from behind because of the pandemic, because we didn't, it was hard to do that, but now we're in full force and working really hard on that. And Gareth is you know, in charge of not, not only external communications, but internal, which is the most important part of his job. And and you also um, threw out uh, profit sharing, and that's that's not usual. So that that changes morale and culture too. I'm uh, you know I'm sure because everyone feels like they actually have a piece in the, of the pie. Absolutely, you want to feel you know we we actually did a series B round recently, and there was an enormous amount of participation from the people in the company for a private company for people hmm. putting in money. I think probably of the two hundred million we raised, I think over two million came from our own people. Our Amazing. own crew, you know, our own team members here that wanted our teammates that really wanted to to participate in the upside. So they're really invested, not just emotionally, but also financially. And on the on, on official launch day, which was earlier this year, um, staff, crew, and passengers used hand signals to simply mimic the Breeze logo, which is which is a simple check mark, right? Um, yeah. Super super smart. Not many brands can claim to have their logo translate into a hand sign. Um, I'm 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 a big believer in simplicity in logos to the extent that a child can remember and draw it easily. With with an airline, this is even more crucial since we want people to recognize a plane from the ground, right? When you spot it up in the air or on the runway, you have definitely accomplished this with Breeze. How how was you talked a little bit about it, but how was that brand development? Was it an was it an actual Breeze? I mean, you have to you have to use the pun at some point. Um, how, how involved did you get in the process? You know, with the agency and you know, is is the hand signal something that is sticking with flyers to this day because it was a really smart idea. We make sure we do it the right angle so we're not losers, right? That, so that is that is important. Yes, you can't uh, flip that photo. That <laughs> you know, that that was just something that evolved, I think, from our first flight attendant class. I, we didn't actually come up with that as part of the process. It's just something that, that people evolved that check mark. And, and when I first time I saw it, I'm like, what is that? You know, I didn't really get it. But it's become kind of, you know, a great thing in the company. But as far as coming up with a name, it's it's always a difficult process. You know, JetBlue was there was no different. It was we basically decided the final name the weekend, the Friday before the Monday launch. All the branding agencies had come up with chocolate, and 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 the last name that they were going to pick was True Blue, and I. I just thought that was too sweet. I didn't. I didn't really like it. It didn't really resonate with me. But I said, "Ah, sounds like a frequent flyer program," which is, <laughs> you know, what what it became. But then Amy Curtis and I were talking on the phone, and she said, "How about JetBlue?" And I said, "Awesome, let's do it." So Breeze was kind of just a name that was hanging out there. You know, we had looked at Moxie, um, and then we got kind of threatened by by Marriott because they have Moxie hotels. I always wanted to name JetBlue Moxie. I thought that was kind of a cool name. And but wasn't there taxi? Out, wasn't that taxi as part of it? And there was a whole thing. Yeah, Jeff, yeah, definitely <laughs> was taxi. We we're going we're gonna to paint all the planes yellow with the kind of blue, um, white, and black checker checker yeah. marks. But yeah. uh, you know, Spirit's got that yellow color nowadays, which we we don't want. But um, we 
so Breeze just kind of hung out. He just was there, and the, it just kind of grew on everybody as as we went along. And I'm really happy with it. I I, I couldn't be happy. We we literally had hundreds and hundreds of names that we looked at, and no, 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 no. Um, my grandson, he wanted to name it Epic, which I thought was kind of cool. Huh. <laughs> he said, how about Epic? So, <laughs> um, but, but Breeze is good. We're happy with this name. And I think, and I always thought really, and this is, I remember when I came off the turnip truck from Utah to, to New York to start JetBlue, you know, this ad agency wanted 160000 a month uh, just to develop our brand and all that. And I said, look, <laughs> what's going to develop our brand is how we interact with our customers every day. You know, we are not going to, the name will, will never make us, we'll make the name. And I really think that with Breeze too. It's a you are, it's, but it's a name you want to be proud of. So I'm, I'm proud of Breeze, but Breeze will, will mean a lot more to people two years, five years, 10 years, and 20 years from now, just like JetBlue does yeah. than it did when we first announced it. What does branding mean to you, David? I mean, you've you've been through <laughs> you've been through plenty of brands that you created, um, you know, all successfully. Um, and I know you you play in other fields outside of the um, airline industry as well. What what does branding mean to you? You know, it's, it's a feel. You know, it's it's how people feel when they interact with you. It's you know how they. It, it's an emotion to a great degree. You know, I. Um, and it's how, how people feel. I mean, when, when I say apple to you, you know, you think about a lot more than just a, a fruit. You know, you think about all of your interactions with apple and all of the dopamine you get from, from using your phone. You know, it's, it's so I, I want, when we think about Breeze, I, want, I really want you to feel an emotion of getting away and seeing new things and trying new foods and meeting new people and visiting friends and family. And, you know, it, it's really an, an experience that, that evokes emotion. And I think that's really what makes companies successful. If you can create that emotional connection with your customers where they're just, you know, one time I was, um, after I gave a speech, I talked to, to a guy and he said, you know, your, your company really matters to me. And, you know, I, I thought that was really cool. And he explained that, you know, for every, every weekend he flew from New York to West Palm Beach. And if it wasn't for, for Breeze, um, I mean, for JetBlue, then, you know, his life wouldn't be good. It wouldn't be nearly as good hmm. because he never had that ability to fly in comfort, watching TV, going and getting away from New York City in the middle of the wintertime. And, and I think to the degree your company matters to people and you have that emotional connection, that, that, that's how successful you'll be. Obviously, there's, there's a direct correlation between that, you know, those, those, those two points of mattering and, and emotional connection and, and success in the marketplace. I love that. Absolutely. What's, what's next for the, for the Breeze brand? Obviously a lot, <laughs> but what are you excited about in the, in the next six months besides the obvious, which is us getting this pandemic uh, finally under complete control. Um, but, but what's next? Yeah. And, and I'm encouraged about the pandemic. You know, I mean, obviously it's a horrible thing and we've seen a lot of death and sickness, uh, but in Brazil, they've, they've been through the worst and we're now flying 150% of our uh, 100, we're 50% higher than our pre-pandemic numbers in Brazil. So, oh, wow. Great. So I can see the clear path. But the big, the big news coming up is, is our new aircraft that, you know, the, the current aircraft we have are, 
used aircraft, uh, but they're great. Two by two seating, very comfortable. People love them. Uh, we got some of those from Azul in Brazil and, and, and some others from, from Air Canada and some other places. And they do a great uh, service and they look brand new on the inside. But starting next month, we're going to take delivery of our first Airbus A220. Fabulous airplane, big windows, two and three seating, three, two by three, uh, but really has range. It can fly six, seven hours of range. Uh, we'll, we'll very comfortably, we'll have a kind of a mixed class. We'll have some premium seating in there that people can upgrade for, for a fraction of the cost that they would have to, you know, fly first class on, on some of our, some of our competitors. They'll be able to still go nonstop where nonstops don't exist. And it will really open up travel to a lot of people, to a lot of really fun places. We'll have internet, uh, streaming internet on those airplanes not not on first day but you know hopefully by the by the end of the year we'll have all those up and going we'll be able to really up up our game on our app as far as ordering food and doing a lot of stuff that you can you know order in advance and have your food waiting for you when you get there so we're going to do some really innovative things with with that airplane so it's an exciting time for for breeze um and we're really looking forward to the future Absolutely. How can people follow you personally or, or, or get to book their next getaway on Breeze? Well, you just, you know, flybreeze.com and download our app and play with it. It's, it's a great thing to do. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm on Instagram, David Nealman, but I don't post that often, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm, I, I, my, my daughter used to kind of run my Instagram site and she's kind of busy with other things. <laughs> she's got other priorities yeah. these days. <laughs> yeah, Gareth has to, you know, But I have I have a lot of my followers are in Brazil, so it doesn't seem right to be doing a lot of breeze stuff when when I have a lot of followers in Brazil. So I just kind of you know post on very important things like 9-11. and uh, but you know fly breeze and and you'll see some new routes coming up next summer. We've got 39 routes today, and to come fly us, you'll you really love it. Perfect, fantastic. Well, David, I know you're limited on limited on time. You've got a lot on your on your plate. Uh, this was really informative. Uh, thank you so much for for spending this time with us and uh, and sharing your insights with us. Thank you very much, David Nieleman, and the power of having a clear brand vision from the get go. I'm pinching myself a little bit on how wonderful it was to have him on Hitting the Mark. I hope you enjoyed the episode just as much as I have the conversation. And please do subscribe, rate, and share the show. Hitting the Mark is produced by my consultancy, Finian, where we create clarity for brand transformations. This episode was edited by Everett Barton, and the Hitting the Mark theme music was written and produced by Happiness One. I will see you next time when we once again will be hitting the mark.